With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Winos deal with it, though, right? Winos never get afraid of nothing but running out of wine. That's the only thing that panic a wino. Wino could deal with Dracula. Right, anyway. Hey, man! Say, nigga, you with the cake! What you doing picking in them people's window? What's your name, boy? Dracula? What kind of name is that for a nigga? Where you from, fool? Transylvania? I know where it is, nigga. You ain't the smartest motherfucker in the world, you know. Even though you is the ugliest. Oh, yeah, you ugly motherfucker. Why don't you get your teeth fixed, nigga? That shit hanging all out your mouth. Why don't you go get you an offer donuts? That's a dentist, you know, huh? <laughs> This is 1975, boy. Get your shit together. What's wrong with your natural? Got that dirt all on the back of your neck. You're a filthy little motherfucker, too. You got to be home before the sun come up. You ain't lying, motherfucker. See your ass in the day. You like to get arrested. You want to suck what? <laughs> suck some black... Nigga, is you... Cr- you some kind of freak, boy? A ugly freak? You ain't sucking nothing here, Junior. Suck your ass on away from here, what you better do. Want to suck some blood, go down to the blood bank, nigga. Hope you get sick of cell. No longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement See that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artists or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show With Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good.
listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese.
This is Pupo Bryson getting ready to get my grub on with my girl. Brunch in the basement with Javon.
WJBR Internet Radio. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Come out and play. I know we had to do a remix, right? Mad, I get more butt than ashtrays Fuck a fair one, I get mine the fast way Ski mask way, nigga ransom notes Far from handsome, but damn a nigga tote much More guns than roses, foes is shaking in their boots A visible bully, like the gooch disappear Van Moose, you whack to me Take them rhymes back to the factory I see the gimmick, the whack lyrics The shit is depressing, pathetic Please forget it You're mad cause my style you're admiring Don't be Bad UPS is hiring. You should have been the cop. Fuck hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot. The flame's about to drop. Uh. No rap, no crap, you bore me One that grab my dick too lazy, hold it for me I'm straight, that great, bust the head straight and dreads I'm everlasting, like it's so on protest A tech nine, when I rhyme, plus I climb Word is fine, your album couldn't fuck with one line It's been three years since your last year But now I reappear, your heart pumps fear To your gut, did your girl's butt I scraped it, shaped it, now she won't strut I smash teeth, fuck your beef, no relief I step on stage Girls scream like I'm Keith. You won't be around next oh, yeah. year. My rap's too severe, can't get bad flavor in your head. Time to burn to explore The flavor in your ear is the boy scout I make outs, I make all the rappers have doubts right. You're fucking right. with the wrong clan and the wrong man, that's it Now you got to get your dome split I'm going into my knapsack with my jet Take off my hat, yes I'm just cool like that The dangerous, the ruggedness from the flat with your bitch BLS 97 kids bastard it I'm going to live long in this rap game Niggas know my name, yo Poppy Diamond. 
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese.
Hi, this is Ann Nesby, and you're listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. And if we can't say a word, well, that's why I love you all so much.
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. My name is Javon, and today I'm flying solo because this is Therese's birthday weekend, and she's on a beautiful vacation, having a blessed time, I'm sure, and um Woo, can't wait till she comes back because, of course, I miss her, and you miss her. But we have a good show uh, in store for you any old way. hope you've been enjoying the music that we've been playing thus far. And um, we have two special guests coming on today I'm looking forward to. We have Oya Thomas with the Five Star Points to Success, which is really uh, positive and good and it um, helps you to self-reflect and um, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Just get it together and realize that you can make it do what it do and have a positive um, outlook on life. Also, we have D. I call her D. Her name is Diane Wilshire, but she's also known as Fury, and she is an entrepreneur. She has her own store. It's a dress shop. And um, she also has it tied into a nonprofit organization. So it's um, really some positive things going on here today, and I am happy about the whole thing. Except for the part that Therese is not here, but I'm happy that she's enjoying her birthday weekend. So um, I hope you're enjoying your weekend, too. You know, holla. What? 
like I'm dead something deep. It ain't really nothing, it's the way that people know if this just repping hard like me. But why do I feel so empty? Yes, yes, yes. I love that. I love that song, especially because at the end she asks, why do I feel so guilty? And it makes you think. It makes you wonder. Well, one thing that definitely will not make you feel empty, but will fill you, will fill you, the five-star points to success. So Oya Thomas has been on the show in the past, and um, everybody always feels so much better after she's been on the show. She talks about her five-star points to success. And um, I'm so grateful that she has joined us again today to discuss the book. She actually has a new platform, which is exciting. And um, we're going to talk about that. And um, for those of you who may not know, Oya is also an outstanding entertainer. She sings like an angel. So... I just want um, everybody to join me in welcoming Ms. Oya Thomas. Hey, Oya. Hello. How are you, darling? (laughs) He said blessings, everyone, all the beautiful rays of light out there. How are we doing today? I am Groovy, and I am sure that everybody else is. Unfortunately, my co-hostess is not with us today as it is her birthday weekend, and she is celebrating somewhere abroad. Okay. Well, good for her. I'm big on birthdays. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So am I. So am I. So how's everything? How have you been since last time? Oh, everything is super fantastic, and really working to close out this last quarter strong, which is something you've taken a little peekaboo of. I heard you talk about some things I've been doing recently with um, beautiful rays of light on different social uh, platforms and, you know, reaching out to assist people to really close out this last quarter strong and be ready to go into the new year and already be into what it is that you want to be doing versus trying to start up and wasting three months, four months, five months, already be in the midst of it, already doing it. Right, right. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I mean, if you, why not get a jump start? You know, why, why put off for, uh, why put off today? Uh, what, how does the saying go? Oh my God. What? <laughs> how, why yeah. Put off what you can do today that's it that that's one. yes yes and it's yes. true because you know it really it, it you know when we start to create positive and good habits then they continue on instead of trying to start something at the beginning of the year and you may or may not follow through like you can kind of get all that stuff done now until you actually really are solid and really following through every day every week or whatever your commitments are yeah it's a great strategy i use actually every year anything new that i want to do in the new year i start in the last quarter so i already have the kinks worked out 
So then I go into the new year, and I'm already flowing. I'm not figuring it out. It's already done. There's no trying. I'm doing it. Wow. That, you know what? That's smart. Why, exactly. Why wait until the new year? And a lot of people do that, including myself. Yeah, and and, the, and to be honest, it's like it's something that I use and evaluate my year, but you don't even have to wait to the last quarter or anything. You, you do anything you want to do at any time. You know, this whole idea of turning over a new leaf and waiting to the new year, it's like if you're in June and you're like, well, next year, well, why do you got to wait? You know, depending on what it is, especially when it's related to your health or, uh, you know, you know, of course I talk about, mind, body, spirit, emotions, and environment, those are all the five-star points for success. But, I mean, especially when it's with mental health and, uh, you know, your physical health, of emotional like all these things are so important. It's like, why wait? Let's, let's get on the good foot. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you are sincere about what it is that you want to do. What are you waiting for? And you just said for? something right there. Did you know it? <laughs> Especially if you're sincere about it, because a lot of people do a lot of talking, but they're really not aligned with what they're saying. And, again, this goes back to being in alignment with your mind, your body, your spirit, your emotions, your environment. Are you really sincere? Are you really being authentic? Are you really in alignment with your words? And what your spirit actually is here for, what you're actually thinking, you know, emotionally, are you ready for this? Are you going to follow through? Yeah, it gets really serious. Yeah, it's true. Uh, a lot of people want things. Or, or let me let me not talk about a lot of people. Let me talk about me. Sometimes yeah, I Okay, I love things. it. Okay, you with the ownership. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm I'm accountable to me, you know what I mean? So I can't speak for everybody else, and everybody's not like me. People do – a lot of people actually do what it is that they say they're going to do, and that's why they are where they are. And then there's people that can't seem to get it together, and that's why they are where they are. And then there's me, somewhere in the middle, whatever. But (laughs) um, there are times where I intend to do certain things, or I say – I see something – that I want to do, or I think I have an idea and it's something that is, it seems doable and it's something that I want to do. But the thing is, do I, what am I waiting for? You know, what, why not just do it? Why not just do it? I see there's a need for something um, either in my life, in the world or, or whatever. I feel like I can create something to achieve a goal or, or get something done. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to do that as soon as. As soon as what? Do it now. Why not just do it? Yeah, well, tell me. Tell me why <laughs> do you wait? You know, it's a it's a good, that's a very, very good um, question. So um, there are some things that I plan on doing or, or I have an intention to do. Um, hmm, trying to think of a good example. Of something. Okay, so all right, let's talk about maybe songwriting. I see my friend Peggy Miller is listening in, and Peggy's always trying to get me to um, because I've I've been a concert promoter, songwriter, and an entertainer. Some people think I'm entertaining. That's funny, but yeah, so I've done that. 
And there are songs that are in my heart, and I have started projects. I have spoken to people and even researched um, places where I could promote some concerts. Um, I've, I know that um, there were some that some concerts or projects that I've done in the past that were not as successful as I thought they could have been or should have been. And so I hesitate because I don't trust the community to respond the way I need them to respond maybe or certain people. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, um, I'm not really sure. And then, you know, there are people who, multiple people who have spoken to me about partnership in, Mm -hmm. in these sorts of things. And so when, when I think of that, there's a lot that goes into that, you know? So, so you know, there's there's the financial piece. There's the okay, what are you responsible for and what am I responsible for? And can I trust you to, to do what you're responsible for? And am I gonna be able to do the part that I'm responsible for? Am I ready to do that? It you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Um Okay, so so first of all, Javon, I just wanna acknowledge you for being honest and being transparent. I always tell everybody that I work with that that's the number way, number one way to get right on in and find resolution. Uh, so many people, they're not honest with others and themselves, and so we can't get to a resolution quickly because they're resistant and they're fighting. So one of the things you were talking about it came down to trust uh, with the community with other people, with different partnerships. And this is all true. Uh, Anybody that is an entrepreneur uh, in any form of business when it comes to partnerships, hiring people, uh, you know, bringing people in, you do, there is a a big level of trust that you have to have. Uh, But I want to just bring it around to something that you said right from the beginning of our conversation. And you were like, you know, let me not talk about other people. Let me talk about myself is ownership. So let me just reflect this back to you, and let's consider this for a moment. What what are your feelings and your thoughts about trust? Not just, as you said, let me not talk just about other people. Let me bring it back to myself as regards to trusting yourself, your commitment to self in regards to these things. You said some things about maybe some events didn't really go this way or that way, and they could have been better so do you think that you might be resisting or holding yourself back because there may be a conversation about your follow-through, your commitment, or your trust level? No. I I, I mean, well, trust my that trust you can level, do it, trust my, that you can follow through? My, my trust level, yeah, but my follow-through, no, because when, when I've done the events, um, everything that I intended to do, I did, and some things um, even beyond what I thought I would be capable of doing. Um, the the um, level of star power in in, in during, at the concerts, um, I, I've 
I've pulled off some amazing things. And not only that, speaking of the community, um, it's not the entire community. It's not like the community. Like, I don't trust the whole community. Because, honestly, the community showed up for some of my events in, in, in terms of assisting. Okay. What, what I mean, and I didn't have to pay for ushers. I didn't, I didn't have to pay for that. People from the church came out and did that. I didn't have to pay for security. Um, well, I did pay for the guy with the gun, but I, I, <laughs> I didn't have to pay for um, other security. People from the church came and helped me with that. Um, I had a volunteer that acted as my assistant. I had volunteers that were in the, the rooms with the entertainers ensuring that they had everything that they needed. Um, actually, when I think about it, Rutgers University, I'm going to give a shout out to Rutgers University's LGBT and diversity department, because they actually helped me with the, with, um, preparing the stage and getting everything that I needed, um, to produce the concert, except for maybe sound and stuff like that, you know, but there were a lot of things that they, they helped me to do. So there was a lot of help that I received in the community, but then there were particular people who kind of sabotaged in, intentionally. Do you feel like on any level that that is holding you back, just that, those particular people that may have, uh, as you're saying, sabotaging or yourself yeah. feel like that you didn't feel were or could have been as successful, that that's what's holding you back? Yes, yes. I think that's that's one piece of it. It's also a lot of work. So there may be a lack of motivation on my end, although I, I do want to. I feel like I'm in therapy in public now because even though you're not on the live with me, I am Shout out to to those watching. Um, But, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I am transparent. I don't, you know. Well, so here's here's the thing, right? So, and thank you so much for for this because I know with all the thousands of listeners that you have that come in and listen to this show, someone is going to hear this and you will have shared something that resonates with them. They may not be a promoter or an artist that way, but there's something that they've been doing or tried to do, and it didn't go exactly the way that they wanted it to go, and then they just either gave up or they kind of sort of do it, but not really, but they're not really giving the full 100 anymore. So the thing is, is what is the end goal, everybody, including you, Javon, since obviously we're we're talking with you, but, you know, we're using this as an example. It's like, what's the end goal? Every time you do an event, do you just do an event because you're good at it, you like to do it, and people enjoy it, and then it makes money? Or do you have, like, a real mission and purpose around the events that you do, and you have an end goal, uh, including finance, of course, but, like, what your purpose is in doing this. So you have, like, that fulfillment and that excitement and that love, and you're just, like, every time you do it, like, yes, this is this is what I'm getting from it. So no matter what along the way, because, yeah, any kind of events that we put together, it's work. 
Like, I was up late last night, and I was writing and completing some things uh, that's on my timeline that needed to be completed by last night. I was in the library at midnight. That, wow. That's not always fun. Doing the administrative work and writing and researching and doing all the things that go up to something major, that's not my favorite part of what I do. Do you see what I'm saying? But it has to be done. But because I have certain end goals and the purpose and drivers that, that really pump my heart, that my spirit is excited about it, that I live for, I, I'm driven to do it more gracefully. And then it gets done. And when it's all said and done, I'm like, yes! Like, you know, and, and it, it all comes together. Do you have yeah. that wrap in your events? Um, yeah, actually, um, there, there have been some really high points. Um, the last one I did, though, I, I crashed really quickly. The okay. last big one I did was a big crash. The, the, the first few, because I, and I've done events in different venues and different places. Um, I think, um, like I think about when when we did the Cotton Club, which was the first really big one. I, I'd say the co- Cotton Club in Harlem, although the venue was smaller than you would think, um, it was still a historical event for me and for mm-hmm. those of us who participated in that. Um, we didn't become millionaires. We didn't get rich, but it was a great event. Everybody had a great time. The music was live. The music was great. Um, I had authored the entire CD. It was the first time that my music was held, was heard live with a live band. Um, and whereas we didn't think we were going to be able to sell enough tickets to even pay the venue, um, we we topped that and almost sold out the entire place. So, I mean, that was that was just awesome. That was a big woohoo, right? Right. That's for a couple of years later, and and also it was for me it was special because I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to bring I wanted to bring. Um, Jazzy gospel music, uh, like a a jazz genre of gospel music, um, to uh, all inclusive audience, uh, a God is love and love is for everybody sort of thing, so that everybody, whether they're gay, straight, bi, tri, whatever the heck, um, just know that you know you're not. Ex- from singing about God and enjoying God's music and love and whatever. And it was really a loving event like that. And then um, fast forward a couple of years later, the last event, which was um, a marriage equality event, and Melissa Morgan was there and some other people. Um, and, and after that event, ma- uh, marriage equality laws changed. That was the purpose to raise awareness but the event itself just fell flat to me, for me. So, you know, maybe that, that's the, the last taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and it, the event itself lacked because? Um, 
we didn't have half as many people um, come to the event that um, we we could have had, that we should have had. Um, there there were <laughs> in, within that com- community there was a force that um, was uh, against us. Let's just say. And they they actually won in terms of that event, and I was unaware of, of it until afterwards. But you know, I, I don't think that that would happen again because um, I have um, a lot. I, I have a different type of support now that would supersede anything like that. So I. I I believe that it would be successful. Um, it's still just, I don't know. Well, well, using this as an example, right, um, because that's how this has uh, been created in this conversation, which is excellent because, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, the different points, and yet I do love talking about real-life experiences because, again, people listen to these things like they really can hear I know what that feels like. I've been in that particular situation, and they apply it to themselves and they can feel it. So oftentimes what happens when we create something, and it's very important to us because we created it, and it doesn't turn out the way that we wanted it to turn out, or like you said, maybe somehow somebody or some things got in the way, uh, the way that we perceive it, to where it didn't, again, turn out the way that you wanted it. And, and on some level, depending on how you think about it, how you perceive it, you may begin to feel like the event was a failure, maybe you failed it some way, and then start beating yourself up. And then there's different levels of how we beat ourselves up, including just not doing anything anymore or being numb or like, eh, you're just really pushing it away and not really going for it. And there's opportunities to look at whatever happen with that event, you know, and just learn from them. And if you really have that drive, like you know that that's for you to do, that's what you got to do. And you got to really work through whatever those past issues were so that you can actually not have those things weighing you down as you move to the next thing. Because what we often don't realize is sometimes we do push through but we haven't healed whatever things, as minor as they could be. It could be a small thing, but that little thing could keep pulling you back, pulling you back, pulling you back to where you don't fully engage. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And so we really have to really sit down with ourselves if we see you're not really showing up 100%. Only the person that's listening right now, they say, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We have all done this. I've done that. You know, I'm like, I'm doing this. But the truth is I wasn't 100%. And when I really self-evaluated and really looked at what I was doing or not doing, I'm like, oh, man, the truth is I was really only doing 60%. Maybe I was doing 75 I don't know, but I wasn't doing 100 You know what I'm saying? And then you can't blame anybody else or anything else but really look at yourself and take that ownership and say, okay, this is what needs to happen. This is what doesn't need to happen. It's it's really interesting as as a business owner that for me, I really have to look at what I do 
as really an employee, in a sense, of Spirit of Oya, for example, and what mm-hmm. actions I'm actually really taking. Because as the executive producer, as the business owner, as the CEO that's writing the checks and knows what the mission and purpose is with the company, there's me and everyone else that works with me to do the things that needs to be done to actually get what needs to be done at the end of the day. So I have to really, I really have to self-evaluate and do observations on me all the time and look at what is actually being done. Has this been fulfilled? Did I check the box? So we have to really do that. That's that's the reason what, you know, we've talked about here before, the reason why I start the book, The Five Star Points for Success, right out the gate before we even get to the mind with just the clarification of mission, purpose, and intentions. You know, that's the reason why I asked you just a bit ago, like, okay, did what, the purpose behind it, you know, we have to understand what our mission and purpose is and what our intention is for every single event, for every business that we start, for every podcast, for every date, for every anything that you do. Anytime you do anything, what is your purpose? Like, if we really step out with purpose on our mind and in our heart with every single thing that we do and we set an intention, it it is a beautiful thing of how we can see it actually manifest because we were clear. Most of us, we're talented enough that we can actually go out and start doing stuff, but it's just stuff and it's all over the place because we didn't have a clear intention in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah. So even if we kind of know what we're doing, and we have good intentions, but they're not spelled out, it doesn't always work the way that we want it to work because it wasn't thoroughly spelled out. And, yeah, there, there, there sometimes can be different snags in the road, but it's the energy and how we actually respond to them. And if it did happen, what we can learn from them and not be worried about that, be aware of it as a good business person, but not let that take you down or take you out the game as you're moving forward. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, because this happens all the time. It's amazing, you know, we're speaking of artists and, you know, creative entrepreneurs. That's, you know, obviously I I love creative entrepreneurs because that's that's what I am, right? And it's, it's really amazing because in my lifetime, I've seen some of the most amazing, talented people that do not succeed. And one of the reasons why they don't succeed, whether that be, you know, them getting their works out just for the world to be blessed, for them to be fulfilled because they came here to this planet to actually create and express, and they're not doing it, so it's hurting their hearts, and they're not financially, not even sustaining or thriving in their business because they have something that happened to them where they're and fear that they're going to fail, it's not going to work, or they hold themselves back for some some reason in their mind, some misconception or belief that they're holding. And like I said, it could be something small, but certain things that are small can actually really hold you back from really going forward. And I've seen amazing people that just they never go forward because of some minor or major fear. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm talking about amazing people, Javon. I'm talking about people like that I'm in awe of. And I've seen a lot of artists, uh, 
the best of the best. You know what I mean? I make sure that I'm at concerts for our living legends. For you know what I'm saying? Like you know I'm serious with my music. Like if, if it's somebody that's official, I don't have to have anybody to go with me. I'm gonna be front row and center because I'm there to learn from this person, to enjoy this person, and see you know what they're doing here. And so I've seen the best of the best. And so when I'm talking about I've met people that are hitting on some of the best of the best that's super talented that we don't know their name because they are in fear of filling the blank or this happened so I think that filling the blank or I don't think I can make it because blank. Somebody told me that if you say and they don't and they don't move forward. Yeah. No, I know some people like that too, which is one of the reasons I kind of started this uh, podcast to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. I know. Around, I know. Trying to bring attention to people that I believe are extraordinarily talented or interesting for whatever reason, and I believe the world should know about them. And this is my, um, hmm, not my chance, but my my attempt to introduce what's your platform it's your platform to showcase talented amazing spiritual beings having a human experience on this planet and you're giving them an opportunity to be heard to be seen even if they don't see themselves and that's a beautiful thing yeah yeah it is um so you wrote this book you're living this book and and not just living the book but and I'm sure that there's more to it beyond the book you must have learned even more since you've written the book oh yeah that's why I'm on the second book <laughs> I'm writing the second book right now <laughs> that's, what's up. that's what's up so and, a lot you know of- it's going to be an ongoing process cuz I'm just I'm naturally a writer and I love to share and ultimately the reason why I wrote the book is because of something that my inner child wanted the the essence of who I am since I was a child um and I'm still that child in an adult body and right. uh what I mean by that so I'm clear with everyone a lot of people know that have worked with me I do a lot of inner child work and that is Simply to me, what I feel about the inner child is that's your essence, that's your spirit, that's who you authentically are. You come in, I believe, this is who you are. Everyone, like my brother tells me, there's certain things about me. He's uh, older than me. So my parents decided to have me like a decade, you know, something later, right? And so he tells me, for an example, about different personality traits that I had then that I have now, sometimes he sits back and he giggles and he, or he looks at me in awe and he's like, wow, that's the same little giggle that you had, the first giggle when I had you in my arms and I was there for your first laugh, that you have the same giggle today, all these years later. Or you used to do that with your face or you used to say that or you used to dance this way or whatever it was, I used to talk about this and here I am, he's in awe because he was old enough to remember all of those things that he observed about me as a child that I still do and talk about to this day. So I really, truly believe this, and I've seen this with people, 
And when I work with older people, even my, my beautiful seniors, we go back to their most important years of their life from their childhood, and they, they, they talk from their childhood to date, and that that was the thing that they most appreciated. And it's like, that's, that's who you are. So um, I wrote that because when I was, I, I wrote this book, a part of writing this book was who I was at that point. I wanted everybody to be happy. And I, when I started to see people not be happy, it hurt me. It made me really sad. Like I can feel it right now in my energy. Um, I remember, you know, seeing people in arguments. I remember uh, some of my classmates um, when they were going through divorces with their parents. I remember, you know, starting to recognize news and stuff like that because, you know, when you're little you're not necessarily watching news, but then all of a sudden you come to an age where you start to be aware of your surroundings and seeing people murdered, uh, murdered, shot, killed, molested, you know, robbed. You know, I'm like, what is going on? And I just, I began to see a lot of sad people, and my energy was happy, and I want everybody to be happy. And um, as as I moved through life and understood, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some crappy things that can happen, and stuff happens in life coming full circle through so much in life, the ups, the so-called ups and downs, which I believe they're learning lessons when you get to a certain point of consciousness and awareness, you recognize um, that you really have an opportunity to learn from so-called mistakes or the places of darkness and gray or where you were unclear to really, really, really grasp a hold of this thing called life and understand what you're here for. That's why I wrote the book because ultimately success, it's not about the money. Money is a byproduct of what you're able to do with your skills, your talents, and your gifts. And I just, success is really being happy, being in, being in peace, joy, and in love, not only with other people and what you're doing, but with yourself. That is success. And I just, I just want as many people as I can touch. I want everybody to feel what I feel. I, it's great to wake up in the morning, and I know a lot of people don't feel that way. So that's what I wanted. And that's what I did, and it makes me happy every time I get a chance to talk about it or see somebody's light really shine that dims their light because of something that happened. Because life is real, and stuff happens, and it can be kind of sucky. So it's really amazing to see people's lights just really bling back again. I love it. I love it. Oya, tell everybody how they can um, find you on social media, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. So I'm Spirit of Oya everywhere. The the website is spiritofoya.com and on Facebook, Spirit of Oya page. And everything else, Instagram and Twitter is Spirit of Oya. And uh, the book, of course, The Five Star Points for Success is available on Amazon and iTunes. And, um, yeah. That's, the audio book, which I love. Yes, you love the audio because you like to listen to it. So yes, I did I the do. audio book because, you know, people that just really like to listen. And it's easy when you're commuting or you're taking a walk or you're just at home chilling. And some people really don't like to read. Some people like to read the book with the audio book so they can really focus. 
Uh, that's wow. something that I do sometimes. You know, it's really awesome to visually stimulate yourself and read the words and then listen to them and, and really focus and concentrate. Um, that's a, a wonderful way to do it. But, yeah, some people really love audio books. Some people like to read and, you know, uh, write notes and stuff. The Spirit of Oya CD is also available on all those platforms. And the workbook as well. So that's the next level of the audio book and the, and the actual book that takes you deeper into deeper exercises. Um, and it's a great companion to the actual book itself. And, um, yeah, so if people follow me on social media and reach out to me, uh, as we discussed, I've opened up to doing some different things within the community outside of the private events that I do with organizations like corporations and things of that nature with the schools and my private clients is uh, the teleseminars and webinars where you can enroll in a group and actually really learn these skills, really learn these strategies and apply them to your life so you can be successful successful per- personally and professionally. Because I don't think it's just about being professionally successful. It's about being personally and professionally successful, which is personally and professionally happy and enjoying in peace with who you are and what you're doing. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I want to thank you again. And um, we're gonna we have to we have to talk you and I. Yes, we and, do. And prepare everything for the next time. But um, thank you again for coming on. And um, I'm I'm gonna think about everything that we said today. I'm gonna listen back to this because this was therapy for me. It was um, it was good. It was good. It was yeah, I mean, for everybody listening, including you, with like you said, listening back because you're 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 working right now, right? But it's just yeah, I'm, yeah. we so. we really have to evaluate what is stopping us. We all have the power to self counsel ourselves, but sometimes we need to have a sounding board, a mentor, a life coach. And if, even if, you're, if it's deeper, a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, I say this because I feel it's, it's really been on my heart lately, especially with many conversations I've been having, especially in communities where therapy is something that is frowned upon. I really, really um, decided that I wanted to really talk about this as often as I can when I'm on podcasts, radio stations, interviews, because a lot of people think that you're crazy if you go see a counselor or a therapist. No, if you're having issues and you're not doing anything about it, that's what's crazy. Notice I didn't say that you're crazy. That's what's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like you have an opportunity to get help. There's really help out here. Please find help. Don't allow your life to just, just be and not actually come here to live your purpose. Like, don't just sit there. Don't be a zombie. Don't just go through the motions. You came here for a reason. Live your life. And if that means that you need to get help to figure out how to get out of the the gray or the darkness and you're cloudy and you're stuck, please find help. There's so much help out here. There's people that want to help you help yourself. Well, thank you so much for that, Oya. And I know that you helped somebody listening somewhere. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Oya Thomas, everybody, the spirit of Oya, please buy her book. It, I'm telling you, it, it actually helped lighten me. And as if you've been listening, if you haven't been listening to the conversation, um, you can tell that I find her easy to talk to and I trust her. And you know what? Honestly, when I talk about not trusting people in the community, really what I'm talking about is trusting myself to um, have the energy, really, to to create another another um, project as big as it as it was. And maybe I'm afraid that people will show up this next time. You never know, you know. But I'm gonna talk to Oya, and we're gonna flesh that out, and she's gonna. She's going to come back on again, and we're going to delve deeper into the book and into her five-star points to success, um, which I love. And I've had her come on the show several times to talk about it because I believe in, in what she's talking about. Um, speaking of trust and speaking of my friend Peggy Miller, Peggy actually married the next guest to come on the show and her name is Diane. I call her D, and some people call her Fury. And what she's done is created. Well, she she has a, a dress shop, and she's actually created a nonprofit organization which supports the the workshop, the workshop, the dress shop. Sorry, and the dress shop supports the nonprofit. And um, I'm very pleased to welcome Diane D onto the show <laughs> to discuss. You Hello, know, what how are you? How you doing, <laughs> How are you? I am fantastic, and I'm I am quite honored to be here. So thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. So, you know, you you are a very interesting person. I find you very interesting because <laughs> there's nothing that you can't do and there's nothing that you're afraid to try to do. So mm-hmm. going into business for yourself is a big major step. That's, yes. that's amazing. What inspired you. you to do something as big as that? Um, you know, for the past few years, I've been working in the hospitality industry in New York, and, and for the past four years of that, I've been working in the hospitality industry since 1999, and for the last four years, I've been working there and going to school full-time, and um, I, I, started to, I started to evaluate what was coming next. When I was approaching graduation, I knew that my life was changing. When I got married, I knew that my life was changing out of necessity. So I started to try to figure out what was next for me. And I cannot say that owning a dress shop or owning a boutique has always been something that I've dreamed about. It it really was not. I've, I've modeled, and I modeled for quite a few years, but I never wanted, in the list of things that I said, I'm going to do this, that wasn't one of them. And so one night... You know, Peg and I were talking, and I was I was making plans for again for what's next, and and I said, you know what, I'm gonna open a boutique, and she said, really, and I said yes, and I went online, 
right then, and I registered the name, and the name came to me instantly, Dressed Up, because I've had a love affair with dresses for a really long time. And so that's one part of the name. The other part of the name is that I find that we, we as, a, as a culture, as a community, have moved away from getting dressed up. Jeans have become our, our norm. So I wanted to kind of gently nudge people back into the days when, you know, you, you put a little bit more effort into the occasion to honor the space you're going into to honor the occasion that, that you were attending. So dressed up was an easy and an easy pick out of the universe name for me and, and I registered it and when I got the, the tax ID number I started to cry and I went, Oh my God, what am I doing? So it that's how it happened. It happened very organically. Um it happened out of necessity. I knew that there was there was more for me and um and it turned out to have been one of the best decisions I have made because of what has unfolded from it. So that's how I got here. Wow. So talk a little bit about the style of dresses and, you know, if people go to your boutique, what, what will they find there? Well, they will find, um, preferably what they will find is that I have taken a lot of time and spent a lot of sleepless nights, including last night, trying to figure out ways that every time I open the door, it's an experience. It's a unique experience. I wanted to create something in Newark that borrowed a little bit from New York and, and from the fashion of New York and from the fashion of Europe. I wanted to create an environment that was potentially unlike anything that downtown Newark has ever seen. And what I what I bring to it is is all my years of travel and all my years in the fashion industry. So the kind of dresses. I have um a line of contemporary dresses and, and you know um what I find each one of them I find them very unique and so that's why I pick them out from the masses of dresses that you can find when you go wholesale shopping. But I've also um delved very, very deeply into the vintage dresses. So I personally do quite a bit of thrifting myself and, and vintage shopping, both in furniture and in fashion. So in the shop, you will find vintage pieces of furniture, antique pieces, vintage and antique pieces of furniture. And you will also find quite an extensive line of vintage dresses because I have always had um, a fear of going somewhere and finding somebody else wearing what I was wearing. I'm potentially wearing it better, but that's a whole different story. So I've always, I don't do a lot of department store shopping. I find it overwhelming. So I've always gravitated, gravitated towards boutiques and little, you know, little tiny shops where, where they, they're not, they're not mass producing or, or mass offering too much, too many of the same styles. So that's what you find when you walk into into dress up. You'll find it'll be a unique experience from the minute you hit the door with regard to both the decor and the styles that I'm that I'm offering. Wow. Wow. That's that's something and I, I can I can say, you know, you do have a unique style. Um so that makes sense that you wouldn't have stuff that you can find on any rack in your your <laughs> shop. Um that speaks to who you are. So Let's let's um talk a little bit about the nonprofit and mm. then how it's related to to the shop. Oh, okay. So I'm going to try to get through this part of it without the tears. Okay. Okay. I uh, let me start very very simply by saying I'm a survivor. I'm a domestic violence survivor. So years ago, I I knew that. At some point in my life journey, I will be working with women, 
once I survived, I knew that that's what, that was what that experience was about. And it was something that I've always quietly kept in the back, trying to figure out how it was going to manifest itself. So I went to school because of that experience. I went to school thinking I was going to become a social worker. Well, it turns out that school kind of reignited my love for writing. So I'm a writer. So I stayed in um, my, my major is I'm an English major. So I, um, but I always knew it would still come around. I, I just needed to sit quietly and let my life unfold and what was going to happen would show itself to me. So when I started dress up, when I opened the boutique, I, um, I started at the same time. It was simultaneous. I, I started this gem of an idea, started in my soul, really, not even in my head. It didn't originate in my head. It originated in my soul. And my nonprofit is called Redress. So, again, you see that that theme of, of dress is, is with me through two years of, of everything that I do. So it's called Redress. And what I do is very, very simply, I'm <laughs> I'm dressing survivors. I'm, I'm mm. dressing survivors because what what I've found in through my own experience, when you are when you are a victim, and, and there are many stages of of the of the process. When you're a victim, and there are extremely wonderful agencies that work with with victims to to take them out of the situation where they are safe, put them where where they are safe, take, take their children, put their children where they are safe. And, and shroud a victim with everything that they need in terms of if you need if you need to get a new job because your your abuser knows where where you work then they provide services that will help you to find another job they put you in in safe housing they give you food if you need food they uh, they um, avail you of all the services that will help you continue to be self self sustained because oftentimes you find that uh, victims are part of being victimized is also um, the the loss of the autonomy autonomy when it comes to your own income right so you you starting over from scratch a lot of times and a lot of times when victims flee they leave everything behind because they cannot alert their abuser that this is the moment that they're leaving. So it's not something that where you can pack your clothes and take everything with you, right? Mm-hmm. So you you generally and typically and oftentimes leave with nothing or very little. And again, when I speak about all the wonderful services that they are out there, I applaud I applaud all the agencies who do the grunt work. They do fantastic work. But in my own experience I have found that one of the things that also takes a hit, no pun intended, as a victim is our self-esteem. So, and as, especially as women, I'm speaking now for the women survivors, not, not, I'm not discounting that they are male victims also. But right now I'm speaking for, about, for and about the female victims. From the time we are small, we are raised that our, the way that we present to the world um, pours a lot into the way that we feel about ourselves. Should it be so? No, but it is so. And one of the ways that, that victims become victims also is that that is stripped from us, our sense of self-esteem and the way that we regard, we regard ourselves. What I'm trying to do through my advocacy program is to reintroduce the female victim to that part of herself that was taken away and left with her abuser. 
that part that says you're still beautiful, you're still pretty, you're still feminine, you're still woman. So, yes, we do get clothing from the agencies, but I want to provide the pretty clothing. I want to provide the thing that that piece of clothing that when you put it on, you know that you look spectacular, not just the functional clothes. And I'm, I'm not discounting that that's also necessary. I do provide that too. But peppered within all of that are those fantastic pieces that makes a woman preen. Because you have to get that back. That is also part of the journey of healing. You have to get back to the point where you feel beautiful about and within yourself. So that's what my advocacy program is about. That is absolutely amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And on point and very, very necessary. And I just got to, you know, give it to you. Because you're absolutely right. You know, there are organizations that um, will provide the, you know, the very basic necessary, you know, the underwear, the, you know, feminine products, jeans, shirts, blouses, even clothes for the kids if necessary, Mm -hmm. Um, place to to sleep, two hots and a cot, you know, um, help you find job and blah, blah, blah. And it's a struggle. And, Mm -hmm. And it's a struggle. And, you know, there's therapy and there's, you know, self-esteem rebuilding therapy and so forth and so on and hiding of the mental scars and healing of the mental scars that have to go on. But you're absolutely right. One thing that makes you feel good about yourself is how you present to the world. Yes. I'm not really one for clothes myself. (laughs) I, I really and I Peggy can tell you I you know dressing me as Cheryl can tell you anybody can anybody who knows me will tell you you know getting Javon to go somewhere dressed up is like ah, right mm-hmm. however yeah. I do understand wholeheartedly that people having the grandmother that I have <laughs> who if you don't know my grandmother that she is a fashion diva even at 98 years old. But, um, God bless her. yeah, yeah, she's decked out to the nines. Um, and, and after this, I'll, I'll show you a picture. I'll post a picture on Facebook of my grandmother at my father's funeral. My grandmother, mm-hmm. I'll post a picture with um, my grandmother and Peggy if I have that picture. Oh, but um, when we are suffering and battling with low self-esteem and, you know, um, just not feeling good about ourselves or our situations. If we have that one day that we're dressed up, sharp, (laughs) you know, stepping out, going somewhere, it, it, it just, it can lift the whole entire spirit. Funny how that can happen, you know? Um, and, and that's a really important um, blessing that you're bestowing upon people. So, you know, that's wonderful. How Now, how do you, are you connected to DV shelters or um, how do you, how do you find the, the people, the women who are victims of intimate partner violence? 
you know, that is another amazing, I, you know, sometimes I, I had a friend who every time she sees something, when she hears or we speak about, about what this entire new journey um, is unfolding, she keeps reminding me that I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now. And, and I agree with it. So she says it very eloquently and she's British, so she has a really fantastic accent when it comes out. So, and because I'm saying that to say that this is also just another amazing blessing. So I, um, when I, when I started the advocacy program, I spoke to uh, my pastor, Pastor Kevin, and he knew what my intention was. And, and I, you know, I'd mentioned that I'm trying to partner because, you know, I'm relatively new to Newark. So I'm trying to partner with an agency so that I can work one-on-one with them and I can provide them with the clothing and, and what are the, whatever other services they would need. And um, so one day he sent me a text message, and all he said was, I got you audience in front of the subcommittee for domestic violence of Essex County. It's on Thursday at 12 o'clock in Montclair. Go. So, you know, so I got all my little packets together with my resume and my, you know, my mission statements and everything, and I go in front of this board. And I start speaking with them. I give each one of them a package. I want to introduce myself to them because I wanted to let them know that I, um, what my intention was. And I think and for them, they needed to know what my background, where, where I came from and what brought me here. So I started to tell them about my story and why. And by the time I was finished, everybody was crying. And by the time they were finished with me, I was crying because at the end of this, I got offered at that moment, in that moment, I got offered right away a seat on the board. So now I thought I was going to meet and to try to convince one of those agencies to work with me. But now because the universe works the way that it works, I now work with all the agencies in Essex County. So I feel on the board. So, and through my shop, which is also another amazing blessing, I have a a donation basket that's always up in my shop. And now the word is out. So the donation basket sits in the middle of the floor of my shop every single day so i get constantly people coming in and donating clothes and shoes and asking me do they need toiletries and do they need so it's expanding and it's it's doing more than i even thought that or even hoped or could even imagine and so i you know every two weeks i'm able to call a different agency and tell them that i have stuff come pick it up and um, and i'm incredibly honored to be a part of of that process um and, you know, and one of the other things that, that I thought that it was going to be, I open a dress shop and I open a dress shop and I have an advocacy program and I'm realizing that they work hand in hand all the time, every day. There's, there's very few days that I don't, I'm not crying and crying just out of the sheer fullness of, of the moment. I, I'm typically crying every day at the shop. You could find me, I'm in tears. Why? Because women come in and there's something about the environment. There's something about the kindred spirit. There's something about what's happening and shifting and moving right now that by the time they leave, they have shared their story. I've shared mine and we in tears. And I, and, and I realize that when they come and they try on dresses, they're not just shedding the clothes they came in with to try on the dresses. They are also shedding part of the pain that they've gone. The amount of survivors that have walked through the doors that look just like me and you and every day, and there are no visible outward scars at all. But women who are surviving, which I've, I've, tried, I've changed and included the narrative, it's not just hashtag survive, it's also hashtag surviving because it's a 
constant day-to-day process that we have to do. Every day you wake up, you have to do this all over again. You have to survive all over again. It's never behind you. It never is. You know, so I'm incredibly honored to have that space where it's that, um, where we're um, infused with so much trust by women to share their stories and to help me to, uh, you know, to fulfill my my mission, you know, what what my soul needs, because it, it really truly is what my soul needs. You know what, Javon? A few years ago in this journey, I started blogging, and my very, and my blog post, my blog site was called Let's Address This. Again, here we go with the dress. And my very first post, my very first post was titled The Most Unusual Thank You Note. And that very first post, I thanked my abuser for what he did. Mm. Did I wish that that is some, do I wish that on anybody? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't even, I wish that I could have done without being that victimized. But I do understand something very, very clearly. This time in my life is the most spectacular time of my life that I've ever experienced. So if I know that and I value that and I also understand that our experiences, we are only a subtotal of all our experiences to be where I am, living in the moment that I'm living in and being as appreciative and as blessed and as honored as I am to be right here, that had to happen. It had to happen. So I thanked him because of him I went to school. I graduated with honors. I'm about to go into grad school. Um, because of him I went to school. Because of him, they, they all these because of him, you know. So I had to. Will I ever call him up and say thank you? Absolutely not. But to have taken to take that part of of my of my journey out, with, it would mean that I would be not in this particular moment. And this particular moment is the most fantastic one I've had in a really really long time. Well, I just I just want to say that um, you are amazing. Thank you. You are awesome. Thank you. And Peggy just wrote on the Facebook Live that she is so proud of me and the work she is doing, which I'm proud of you as well. Um, you. you know, I I can't give him the credit for the things that you are doing. I can give them the credit for your past experience. But the motivation to turn that into something positive came from you. The the motivation to enrich others, that comes from you. To enrich yourself, to educate yourself, to motivate, that all comes from you. You are amazing. Own it. Thank you. Own it. And God gives you the strength to get through it every day. So I give him that credit. But the desire comes from you. You know? And even the purpose, understanding what your experience did to you and how it made you feel and you turning that into a positive, that's all from you. I don't give him the credit. I give you the credit. And and I, I feel blessed to have had the opportunity to have you on this show mm-hmm. because I know that just you talking about it, you have just enriched probably thousands of people. This this is an international oh, show wow. that is heard all over the world. We have listeners all over the world here. And 
you know, that's a very powerful testimony. And, um, you know, I, I thank you for sharing it. So now what I need you to do is to give the address of <laughs> where the shop is, how people yes. can send donations if they are so moved to do, do that, mm-hmm. and um, how people can follow you on social media. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, so I my shop I'm located in Teachers Village. I'm not too sure if it's most most people in in Newark will be aware of uh, Teachers Village. It's downtown Newark on Halsey Street. Um, my permanent space is on, still under construction. I should be moving it into two weeks. I'm very very excited. It's on 239 Halsey Street. But right now Teachers Village have been they have been very gracious to let me operate out of fantastic corner spots at 44 William Street. So that's where you'll find me. So I'm I'm at 44 William Street. My permanent space is 10 spaces away. So they're in proximity of each other. Um, so the name of the shop again it's called Dressed Up. And right now, I'm at 44 William Street. I'm open Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, and you can follow me on social media. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. And both of my, uh, both my nonprofit and the, the shop is on Instagram. So um, one is called Redressed, and the other one is called Dressed Up. So that's, you know, that's basically it. That's how you find me. And uh, Javon, thank you so much. I, Therese is not there, but I just want to wish her happy birthday. It's probably out doing something fabulous. Um, happy, happy belated birthday. And I am, I am, I continue to be completely, totally honored. And you know, you gave me a lot of credit, and I do appreciate that. But I have to send some of that right back to you because it's spaces like this that allow for people like me to to come on and to share whatever their motivation, their talent, their purpose, their their drive is. It's you know, we need spaces like the one that you've just cre- created and provided for me. So I truly, truly, truly do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, you are more than welcome, and we will have you back on when Therese is here. And, um, you know, just keep it up. And if there's anything I can do to help, if you're doing something, you you need to be advertised or, or, you know, you need um, to talk about something, let me know. We'll work it out. I appreciate that. We're family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. You know, God bless. I see you, Peggy Miller. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. And thank you to everybody who's listened, whether you listen later or listen during the broadcast, we appreciate you all. And let's let's end this with one of my favorite songs, Endow Me by Coco, Fantasia, Lil Mo, and Faith Evans. God bless.
Beautiful rest of your weekend. It's a long weekend. Uh, indigenous people, Native Americans, God bless you all. And to each and every one of us living here in these United States, y'all you know, pray for each other, hold on to each other, support one another, and love on one another. No one of us is better than any other one of us. Not one of us is better than the other. Take that with you. It's the truth. God bless and enjoy. Stay safe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.